Beverly Cinema in 1976. I'm like, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I said I paid twenty dollars for the <laughs> audio book. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome back to Millennial <laughs> Canon. I'm Kira. <laughs> Are you keeping that? <laughs> Absolutely, I'm keeping in your Quentin Tarantino impression. <laughs> Uh, I'm Adam. I want to clarify. I didn't spend twenty dollars. I used my monthly Audible credit on this stupid fucking book. Um, although I will, say, do you know about this book? It's like about cinema, right? But it's, it's by just, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I didn't know what it was really about. I couldn't think of anything else I wanted to spend my monthly Audible credit on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got this because I actually really enjoyed his uh, novelization of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that he did. Yeah. Uh, and this, like, I'm not even against this. I'm, I'm mostly kidding. I'm only like two chapters into it. Um, but so far, it's been him like talking about like his mom taking him to like grown up movies as a kid. And then the second chapter is a recounting of what he knows about the movie Bullet with uh, Steve McQueen or like his like known history of that movie and the production of it. Because apparently he like talked to Steve McQueen's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all it's been so far. I'm, but. So I I don't want to get canceled on the pod for uh, slandering uh, QT. <laughs> uh, but... I don't think anybody would cancel you for slandering Quentin Tarantino on uh, this pod. The woke mob's really gonna get to me. Um, um, yeah, as as somebody who like loves podcasts and like listens to podcasts more than music, unfortunately, um, I like can't do audiobooks. I feel like I just, like, can't yeah. absorb information unless I'm, like, holding it in my hand. Yeah, me either. Um, and I know I just said I have the audiobook for this and I have Audible. The thing is, it's my mom's Audible. We share an Amazon account. Mm-hmm. And she does not use all of her monthly credits. She has, like, 12 piled up. Yeah. Um, and I, so anytime I want a book and I don't really, it's not in my library and I don't feel like paying the 15, 20 bucks for it. Like Heat 2, uh, the Michael Mann one, I bought that. Uh, Who read that? Um, it was Michael, Michael Mann, it, it was him and um, I believe the lady is named uh, Meg Gardner, who mm. um, she's written a lot of mystery uh, novels too, I think. So I think there was like, a, I don't know how, how much of a balancing act it was, but. They just read um, the audiobook out loud though. Oh, I didn't. I I read that one. Read that one. Oh, oh, oh. I physically okay. read that one. This is the first audiobook I've. Uh, I was looking at my mom's uh, Audible because I, like I said, I don't log in unless I like really need to. Mm. And uh, the last time I used um, it, apparently, was in. I can't remember when this book came out, but it was like one of the Star Wars books, like around the like Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker time frame. That mm-hmm. was like one of the canon books I wanted to read. Um, so the, I've only used her audible twice. Um, otherwise I'm not really an audiobook guy. I also agree, but this is like so chill that I can like, just kind of dissociate and like kind of mm-hmm. not dissociate, but just kind of like, I don't know. Have you ever listened to his, um, Mark Maron episode? It's fucking unhinged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of the like heavy hitters of Mark Maron's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good episode from what I remember. Although it's kind of old now. Right. That's an old yeah one. i think i listened to it on youtube there are people that like upload his older episodes on youtube 
I think that was around the time um, either Django or Hateful Eight was coming out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, go back and watch or uh, listen to old Mark Maron episodes. There's some there's some really good ones. I always talk about yeah. the Lord episode. That's an underrated one where it's just like him being definitely yeah. about music. I remember that, yeah, yeah. And she's like trying to explain to him why like pop is like cool and like yeah. he, he like slowly like gets on her page. It's, it's like the cutest yeah. thing ever. The Fiona um, Apple one is like an all-time fave of mine. I need to listen to that one. I don't think I've heard It's very one. like um chaotic and like upsetting, but it's just very like comforting to me. The Andrew Garfield one this year made me cry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually made me cry. That one was that one was really Really, it was, really, really it was powerful. It was like actually like one of the best podcasts I think I've ever listened to in my yeah. life. It was yeah, insane. a lot about uh, grief. And death. Speaking, speaking of grief and death, um, um, we're covering Wreck-It Ralph. On the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy <laughs> ten years to Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's too bad that uh, speaking of grief and death, he was found dead in Miami this past weekend, and uh, we had something that we can't end when a send our condolences to the entire Wreck-It family. Um, <laughs> the entire Fix-It Felix Jr. cast and crew. Now, Kira, riddle me this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have you ever considered that she wrecks it and makes me Ralph? Oh my god. Alright. See you guys later. <laughs> I, I'm writing uh, that one down. <laughs> She wrecks it and <laughs> makes. This is chaotic already. <laughs> she wrecks it and makes me Ralph. Uh, yeah, this is this is going off to a great start. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today uh, we're covering <laughs> Wreck Ralph, the 2012 uh, Walt Disney Animated Studio. What up? Walt yes. Disney Animated Studio. Is that how you say it? Yes. Uh, production um this movie's 10 years old which we very often talk about movies that make us feel old um the fact that this is 10 years old is like yeah next level because i and this is the part that kills me i remember being in high school when i saw this mm-hmm. and that was 10 years ago and that's fucking crazy to me yeah granted it was my freshman year so I, there's a little, yeah. So like I, it was the beginning of my freshman year too. So I was like, you know, I was fresh out of eighth grade, but still, still, ten years. That's that's like like, halfway through the school year, November. (sighs) I'm gonna kill myself. Um, (laughs) No, I mean it's like fine. I know, like I'm old now. It's fine, Mm -hmm. but wow, ten years. Um, I. (laughs) <laughs> so I was trying to remember like when I saw this movie exactly because I remember seeing it in theaters but I could not like pinpoint like who exactly I saw it with mm-hmm. and I <laughs> I, I uh, recollected that I saw it twice in theaters for some reason um, the first time I saw it just like with my mom because I remember like this is back when my mom like actually went to the movies and she like wanted to see it and I was like, cool, let's go see it. But then I remember the second time I went with like a group of like scene kids to go see it. <laughs> um, 
like fucking like um spencer's hot topic dwelling losers that you were Uh, friends with or you just like um i was trying to like get with a girl from that group and like um and it worked uh uh uh, that that it definitely worked Uh um so you know the two viewings of record ralph paid off but um (laughs) but uh she yeah yeah so i kind of but i went with the whole group i I don't know if you've ever been in that situation but like where you're trying to oh you you never saw record ralph with a group of scene kids to get with a girl um no no like but you know like where you kind of like you there's like a group thing but you're going for like one person and you're like uh, you know yeah yeah it was like that um (laughs) Uh, and also, like, the added awkwardness of, like, you being, like, what? I was thinking I was, like, 15 when this came out. Yeah. So also, it was, like, like, being in a movie theater, it's, like, you can't, like, talk, really? Or, like, hang out? Yeah, so I... This is, and I'm sorry if you guys are listening. They're not listening to this. I can talk shit. I'm not even naming names. <laughs> but, like, they were fucking annoying. Because, like, you know this... I don't know if you've ever, like, been in an audience with, like... Maybe seen kids is, like, annoying. But, like, the annoying artsy kids... Like at high school, or just like high school kids in general, like sitting in the back. Well, I like... was literally ready to like scream when we went to um, what was it? Halloween, probably. Honestly, whenever there's like a big like horror movie or something, it's like there were also like theater kids doing that at West Side Story. Did I tell you this story? No. Okay, so there were theater kids like being loud as fuck during West Side Story, and then like. <laughs> somebody's dad literally stood up and was like we're trying to watch a movie and they were just like so scared <laughs> he just dad, like honestly. screamed at them i don't think we so funny i don't think we verbally assault children enough in movie theaters like i think we should bring that back um well it's also nice. like I, when i think back like i absolutely did that with friends yeah, but we wouldn't no, do it on like opening night of a big movie. Like we at least had like the common sense to go like <laughs> third week of the run, yeah. middle of the day. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> no, yeah, and I, like the thing is, if I'm in an empty theater with like I, I have I don't I'm not even like against doing that like today if it's in an empty theater yeah. or like if there's like one other person we sit like way for far away from them and we don't say yeah. it like loudly we like whisper it or you know, if it's have... like don't worry darling yeah there were parts where i was like giggling and snickering during yeah. that movie. Uh, there were parts where literally out loud me and sean were like oh my fucking god <laughs> um i remember during jurassic world dominion i think i told this on that up um the jurassic park episode but um when laura dern is talking to that stupid dinosaur girl um yeah I she was like I knew your mom at Jurassic Park. She saved my life. I out loud went, I fucking hate this. I <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't mean to. It just like I swear to God, it just came from the gut. Like it just came. Yeah. Out. I just went. I, I yeah, it's something like that. I was like, I fucking hate this. And uh-huh. then I covered my mouth. And then Victoria was like, Yeah. <laughs> during um during Rise of Skywalker, which I think that was like like I've definitely like tweeted this before, but. Um, and as a bitch who has on a Lucasfilm sweatshirt right now, I think a turning point in the world is during my screening of Rise of Skywalker, The it was opening night, the Lucasfilm logo came on, and nobody, it was dead silent. Yeah, yeah. 
that was like a turning point. And then I found out that on the day of the release, um, that was like the first case of COVID happened in, like, in China. Um, but yeah. yeah, what I'm trying to say is that um, but JJ Abrams. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I I had a similar. <laughs> visceral reaction at the moment in rise of skywalker when rose says i'll stay behind i said oh my fucking god i like threw my hands up i said oh my fucking god and i knew yeah. that we'd never see her again <laughs> rose that was the was end. never seen or heard from again rose Tico <laughs> found dead in miami <laughs> hey listen the lego uh holiday special uh redeemed her so yeah let's keep yeah. that in mind um, that's my that's my episode nine, um, but but yeah no I I remember seeing this with uh with my mom and then with the scene kids and uh, and yeah it was kind of like the same type beat where it was like kind of I mean it wasn't like terrible like they were like they weren't like heckling the movie mm-hmm. they were just like snickering at like the most like obvious jokes like I can't really explain it in a way because like they were laughing along with the movie but like in a way you don't know, like i read this tw- this tweet which really contextualized like why women hate like men laughing during movies sometimes uh-huh. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's this, it was this lady and she really and i'm not being facetious like i think she really explained it well she said sometimes when a man laughs at a movie it's annoying because it's he if he like forces a laugh it like comes off as like he wants you to know that he gets the joke and that's fucking yeah. annoying yeah and i totally understand yeah i get, I get that. that like i get that yeah like <laughs> it's also like um <laughs> not like this sounds like a fucking joke or like a meme but when i went to see joker <laughs> yeah there were like random men throughout the theater like laughing hysterical at like moments of extreme violence and i was like Maybe some people were right about the Joker being dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first paragraph of David Ehrlich's review was like, this movie might be too dangerous for society. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Um, but <laughs> but no, it was like, that's what it was like seeing with the scene kids. Like they were just like forcingly like laughing at like the most like gamer humor, like the most like. It, it it's really like watching a Marvel movie in 2022. Like it's it's the, <laughs> the I like I was like watching with them and I was like Jesus fuck. Like, I was just like cringing yeah. the entire time. I was like, oh, this is a good movie, but like I'm like, oh, this like I like I don't like watching it with them. Like I don't associate with them. Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm here to simp, not for yeah. anything else. You know, that was like, like one of the most frustrating things about like being a teenager and like me and my friends would go the, like to the movies and like be like that but then as i started to actually get into film i was like i kind of want to actually watch the movie no yeah 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 that's i mean that's we i think we've talked about that plenty on the pod before Mm -hmm. like that transition period Mm -hmm. um but yeah like that i think this was a this was a little after that time for me i think 2011 was kind of that year yeah for me where i was like yeah it's cool and all but like how about i watch the movie um <laughs> i think the last time i ever like let it because like for all i'm giving the like, scene kids shit for yeah at least they were like laughing with it they weren't like heckling it they were having a good time and they also the 15 14 like whatever yeah. they're allowed to be cringe it's fine yeah uh if you're listening to this any of the scene kids i have no beef with you yeah. It can be cringe. It's fine. It was 10 years ago. Um, but the last time it happened for me was when me and my friends went to go see uh, the Planet of the Apes movie from 2011. 
mm-hmm. and they were so fucking annoying. And I remember this like older guy like walked down after the movie and he like kneeled by us and he said, just so you know, you are the most disrespectful moviegoers <laughs> I have seen in the last 30 years of my life. And he walked away. <laughs> and I felt so bad. And, and I, I I didn't take any part in it. Roger Ebert. That man was Roger Ebert. Um, and he died the next week. No, uh, he... I <laughs> No, um, and that man grew up to be Barack Obama. And that um, man was like Cameron Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Barack Obama. That's so funny. That <laughs> man grew up to be Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I honestly, my yeah. ideal smoke sesh is uh, Barack Obama, Lights, Camera Jackson, and Roger Ebert. That sounds good. <laughs> Did you see? Um, never mind. No, I'll see Jay talk on this episode. Aw. Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Well, it's not. It's not even that big of a deal. Um. So yeah, I saw this twice uh, mm-hmm. in theaters, uh, but I, I liked it a lot the first time. The second time, I, I wasn't so annoyed that like it damaged my opinion on the movie. I just always like will associate this movie with like that part mm-hmm. of my like life. And so like in a way, it is like, even though I was like very firmly a teenager at that time, and it also feels like one of the last Disney animated movies that I feel like I went to as like a because i don't know how to explain this but like it because i feel like every disney movie i go to now i go into it like as an like firmly as an adult like i like okay this is for kids like it's made made for kids whatever but i'm still i hope i enjoy it but like i was at 15 i still had the mindset of like i could still like enjoy this like i'm still like a kid like i'm still like mm-hmm. a underage like individual mm-hmm. who can like go to a animated movie and, and not be like a thing you mm-hmm. know um and also like in terms of like a lot of their catalog i do think this like gravitates more towards like teens and preteens than a lot of other stuff they've done yeah so like, like the references in it and stuff yeah, it, this really is a uh, post gamer movie like it, post gamer <laughs> um they really said uh what if toy story was for epic gamers well it was it it was funny no literally this is literally toy story but um it's funny watching this last night because like seeing like how little they can use certain characters because like rights issues yeah and you and you remember like how this was like made before you know disney is has always been powerful but before it was like the behemoth of like copyright that it is today Mm -hmm. like um like you remember oh yeah they could only use sonic for like 20 seconds they could only use pac-man in like one scene Mm -hmm. you know they had to like really like kind of skim like the edges of like pop culture to like get by on like references yeah there were like very Um, random brands that i feel like were like also sprinkled through here like mentos and like subway subway's the one that got me i was like yeah um the uh the nest quicksand yeah 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 yeah, there was like a a bunch of that which makes me wonder was it because i don't remember what brands were popping in 2012 i know subway was still well and alive and still is but like was Mentos and Nesquik like really heavy in 2012 or was that just like what they could like acquire I don't know because like 
I feel like this movie was one of my first experiences with like understanding other than theme parks like understanding like what IP is <laughs> and like copyright <Yeah>. <laughs> and being right. like oh they were able to put like Sonic in this Disney movie. <laughs> See but... the way I would contextualize this movie is it's, it's a post Marvel movie but a pre Ready Player One. Yeah this is like Ready Player One Jr. Yeah, it's like it's in that um, middle ground where it's like it's not like fucking like oh this is every IP in one movie, but it's like a little past like Marvel where like seeing things you know together in one movie is like not like yeah. the craziest fucking thing ever either. It's just like in that little middle ground of time where you're like oh that's cool, and then like but you have no idea like what the next ten years of cinema is gonna be. So yeah. <laughs> you're just kind of like oh cool, um, <laughs> but yeah. like um. I'm like, well, Disney and McDonald's have a partnership, and I don't think Wreck-It Ralph was during the partnership between Disney and McDonald's because they ended it and then they restarted it. So maybe they had a partnership with Subway. Like that's that's that my IP, my IP poisoned brain, um, intellectually poisoned brain. Well, keep going off about because I actually want to read into this. Uh... I, I, I want to see like when they read. Well, they had like uh, the fry cart, and then they had like all the Disney um, Happy Meal toys. But I think they only recently like brought it back in the past few years. I don't know if it was like a thing of like nutrition or something, but yeah. Well, I remember um, it happened around the time of uh, like what do you call it? That stupid fucking documentary we covered. Um, Super Size Me is when it ended yeah. the first time. Uh, after many years and then i i don't know i think it was just like per movie basis after that point like there wasn't like a consistent deal like i think it went more free market after that point mm-hmm. but um i think they yeah i think you're right like they only recently did a whole contract where it's back again to like exclusively disney is like with mcdonald's only mm-hmm. um but yeah no that makes sense uh, so i guess subway would um in fact let me see if there's any like subway rick and ralph merch Uh, Subway is... Yeah, there is um yeah, yeah, this the set of subway promotion. There's a uh, I'm not gonna watch it right now, but there's a subway TV spot. Wow. Um and apparently okay, this is how fucking okay, did you ever go to like Subway as a kid and got a kid's meal and they gave no. you like the worst fucking toy you've ever received in your life? No. Um it's like that meme where it's like um Barack Obama's like kicked out of the uh, smoke sesh for rolling the worst joint of all time. <laughs> it's like Subway is like executed from giving out Happy Meal toys for giving you the worst fucking toy you've ever seen. Yeah, these motherfuckers were giving out tote bags to kids oh my uh, God. instead of toys, which like twenty five year old me. For what? Listen, twenty five year old me, I love a good tote bag, but I swear to God, if you like gave kid me a tote bag at Subway, I would have like burned Subway down. Like, yeah. A tote bag for kids? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I will also say, and I don't know how this is possible, um, the Subway or the Disney.go website for Wreck-It Ralph and Subway is still open. And it has an advertisement <laughs> for next, quote-unquote, next month's uh, kids meal at Subway. It is for Frank yeah. and Weenie tote bags. Um, oh, my God. And this website is still up? I can send it uh, in the chat for Kira. If uh, anyone else wants to like look it up, I would say we'll post it on Dis- the Twitter. 
yeah, I guess. I, I'm sending it to the Like, in the thread with the... Uh, yeah. Thank you. I... <laughs> Subway Fresh take. Wow. This is yeah, incredible. Yeah, at the bottom of the screen, it literally says Frank and Weenie in theaters now. Kira, do you think if I go to yeah, my, so Regal, they... my local Regal Cinema, they'll play Frank and Weenie for me? <laughs> Hope so. Good ass movie. Uh, um, I don't really remember it that well, but I, I, yeah, good, good movie, I think. Yeah, the site um, is just not loading on my computer. I'm scared. I'm going to close it. I think I just have <laughs> presidential access to yeah. archives. Um, <laughs> Confirmed. Adam is the new CEO of Disney. Chapin I think I'm the new owned. president. I think Joe Biden uh, just retired and I'm, this is my book of secrets. Um... <laughs> Uh, Your books of so secrets you... is the Subway Rocket Ralph. Yeah, what's it's it's this is what <laughs> this is what they're trying to hide from you, aliens, and also what uh Subway's previous kids meal toys or uh, tote bags. <laughs> That's so stupid. What the fuck? This is tote what, bags um... aren't even like healthy for kids. Like it would like hurt their shoulders. Was this pre? Not to get too far into this, but was this like pre-Jared accusations or was this post? I, I have know. no recollection. Probably of like post. I don't know. I literally have I'm gonna no estimate post. Post. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at. I will say that I am craving a sub now. So. What like a fucking first. not to get into Jared. What an insane thing like that. Like their mascot <laughs> was like not even about like him being like the most disgusting person ever like in the early 2000s their mascot was literally just a man who ate subway sandwiches like every day for like a year or whatever and then he just had like really big pants because he like lost weight i don't know i feel like subway like isn't their bread made out of like yoga mats or something um i have i i don't i don't well i had subway recently uh-huh. And um I like their flatbreads. Um so the last time I went to Subway, and all due respect to this uh to this lady who was working at Subway, uh-huh. I'm sure you're a very nice person. But when I tell you so I ordered like a turkey and ham sub with uh a lot of uh, the usual stuff on it and mustard, right? I put mustard on there because I you gotta have mustard on a sub in my opinion. Uh, uh-huh. This lady, I swear to fucking God, she, like, waterboarded that shit with, like, mustard. Like, <laughs> like it was, like, drenched in mustard. Like, by the time you were done, like, I, like, by the time I was, like, at the last few bites, it was mm-hmm. all mustard. It was just, it was a mustard That's sandwich. That's disgusting. It was, it was, it was despicable. Someone called Gru. Uh, it was, ba- <laughs> it was, it was so bad. Um, to the point of where I was, like, Victoria asked me if I liked it. I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I no, like, no, but like, I can't even tell you if any of the other ingredients were good because all I tasted was mustard. Um, so if you're in Florida and you want a good sub, go anywhere but Subway. Go to like mm-hmm. Publix or like any local sub shop. They'll do you better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, if they bring back the Frank and Weenie totes, I might uh, reconsider. So you yeah. never know. We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hello, 
friends. Do you love movies? Do you just spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them? The good ones, and even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special treat to our listeners, we have a discount code. In all caps, enter SUPERZILLENNIAL at checkout for 10% off. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, guys. Um, did you see this in theaters? So, funny thing is that I actually did not see this until the sequel was coming out. Oh, wow. Yeah, I watched it for the first time at home. Um, I don't even know if Disney Plus existed yet, did it? I don't know. No, this was, yeah. that was a year prior. Probably just, like, on DVD or whatever then. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's really cute. I was, like, very aware of it. um, But it was during that time period, um, like you said, where it's, like, you're in between teenage or, like, childhood and, like, teenagehood. So I feel like it was just kind of the period where I, like, did not go to see kids' movies in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember being, like, I, I definitely like, missed, like, Frankenweenie and stuff like that in theaters around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I missed a lot of kids' movies in 2012. But this is just one that I think, I don't know, it looked appealing to me. So I went mm-hmm. out of my way to see it. And honestly, I think, to my recollection, I saw most of the Disney movies in theaters, even after I got I hit, like, that age. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like DreamWorks that I missed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I would always, like, make an effort to go see a Disney or Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, this is definitely, like, one of the, this was, like, definitely, like, a cuspy, I feel like we've covered, like, a lot of cuspy movies mm-hmm. here lately. But, um, this is a big one where it feels very much of, like, the new age of Disney. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, not only, only, like, animation, but also, like, what Disney as a brand, like, now represents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but it also feels like very traditional, almost like in storytelling. Um, the best like juxtaposition between the two is like you could divide it between the first movie and the second movie because the second movie is just like full tilt, like references and like yeah cameo. It was uh, Space Jam two before Space Jam two. Yeah, and granted, it it is like way better than yeah. Space Jam two. Like, it's not nearly as like shitty but um it is like because i was re-watching some scenes from the second one last night because i have not i saw it once and Uh i never 
watch it again. I not even that I hated it or anything. I just had no reason to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to remember because a lot of that movie feels like a fever dream. Like, was it like fucking C three PO the butler for the Disney princesses? <laughs> and I had to like confirm. I had to like consult with Pelosi. I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> Stop. I was like, yeah, this is a. Uh, this is accurate. It, it was exactly what I remember. Like Vanellope, like goes to the princesses and like C three PO's third butler and um, uh, what's that? Uh, the There's frog. like a musical like, number. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like oh my god, like every fucking person under the Disney umbrella is in that movie. Like it's yeah. actually insane. Um, it's kind of cool though that like they got original voice actors back. I think that's like the only thing that like. Yeah. I think. If anything, it is successful in it's like adapting to like what technology is actually relevant. Like they literally address like yeah. iPad kids. <laughs> like that was like a big uh selling point yeah. for children under the age of ten to be quoting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was like bunny pancake or something, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Milkshake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pancake, yeah. milkshake, bunny, something like that. Yeah. Um, remember that scene? Uh, and the only reason I remember the scene is because it circulates on Twitter sometimes, and it's really fucking funny. Where he's like reading hate comments and yes. he's like, kill yourself, you stinky bastard, or something. <laughs> and he's just like, it's like his, it's like a close up of his face, and he just like looks so offended. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I know it's like supposed to be like a sad moment. In the context of the movie, it is sad. Yeah. But like, it's really it's, it's funny. things <laughs> like that, like portrayals of the internet like that on film that are yeah. very funny to me so funny um, um also like yeah. breaks the internet is very funny yeah wait was it called know. breaks the internet ralph is breaks the internet well i i genuinely don't remember oh yeah it's called ralph breaks the internet why was it not called ralph wrecks the internet like i'm is sorry breaks the internet supposed to be now i'm sorry if this sounds stupid if it's not right when people say breaks the internet, is that supposed to be a reference to that, like, really controversial, like, Kim Kardashian photo shoot that was on the cover of, like, inter- Interview Magazine or whatever? No, like, I, no, 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 no. I think break, breaks the internet is just, like, a term of, like, or, like, it used to be of, like, it's kind of cringe now, but, like. I feel like that was like, the first I time like... I was aware of it, though. Oh, I mean, maybe. It was, like, that Kim I... Kardashian photo shoot. I, I mean, I don't think that's what it's specifically referencing i just think it's like referencing the terminology in general uh but like mm-hmm. it broke the internet you know what i mean like because mm-hmm. i feel like i don't know i saw that headline all the time for, like, the avengers endgame trailer broke the internet like breaks you know? the internet meaning um i want to i, mean, I want to know the means- origin of it it just kind of means like hits and views, which if if I'm not mistaken, that's the plot of the movie, right? Doesn't he become like a viral sensation? Yeah. Which is why he gets like hate comments <laughs> in the in the movie. Uh, yeah. I remember uh, Twitter was like a big factor of that uh-huh. movie. Okay, um, so it was not the first time. November 2014, the paper magazine cover with Kim Kardashian. That was not the first time it was used, but it was what popularized it. Mm. Well, I don't know. I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um that's cool. I Did guess Ralph I don't know. break the internet? I don't know. 
I think <laughs> he's more influential uh, with breaking the internet. You're so right, though. Like, it should have been Ralph Rex the internet. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sorry. Like, am, am I, do I have to, like, take over at Disney? Like, <laughs> like what what the fuck? Like, who, who approved that and didn't, like, workshop to, oh, shouldn't it be Ralph Rex the internet? Like, mm-hmm. I would have gotten, like, the keys to Bob Iger's apartment if I mm-hmm. said that at the meeting. Um, a, a very quick talking point I want to bring up is mm-hmm. that uh, I remember, because I'm, like, looking on the Wikipedia page under the marketing section. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I went to Disney Quest before it closed. Yes. Um, I don't remember exactly when it closed. Officially. Like way too late. <laughs> way too late. Like 2015, I think. Yeah. Maybe later, actually. By the time um, that VR was available at home in better quality, way after that. Yes. Oh, oh, such better quality. Such better quality. Uh, it's actually ridiculous how dated it was the last i time literally I Disney... almost threw up doing like aladdin vr magic carpet there because it was oh, like so janky yeah it's gross <laughs> it's literally like literally from the 90s and they never refurbished yeah. it like yeah. ever um no that's so funny yeah i the last time i went to disney quest was in 2012 i think it was that summer mm-hmm. or like in, somewhere in that time frame yeah i went like and... december 2012 i think and I remember they had the Fix It Felix game at Disney Quest that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with, like, I remember when you walked in, there was, like, a giant, like, Wreck-It Ralph, like, statue. Because uh, they couldn't afford to, like, just put, like, a dude in a suit. Uh, so it just had to be, like, a statue. Um, <laughs> going, to, going to Disney Quest at any point, like, post, I would say, I'm being generous here, like, 2010. Even probably before then. Yeah. It was, like, the most wild experience because you're, like, completely right. Like, even if you, like, went on your fucking, like, PSP or something. Yeah. Like, you would have found better graphics. Like, I, for anyone that is not, like, a Disney adult or, like, a Florida person or, like, you just have, like, no knowledge of Disney Quest, do yourself a favor. Like, go on YouTube. I'm sure there's, like, some deep dive There's a good it. Defunct Land video about it, probably. I think. I've yeah, definitely probably. watched it before. Either Defunct or uh, Offhand. Uh, yes, Disney. or World or whatever. Yeah, um, there's there has to be a good video about it because it's fucking insane. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know a, a lot about the lore of Disney Quest, but like, just coming as a Floridian who grew up here and like f- went to Disney Quest as a kid and grew up like as a like, going there, but also like with technology revolving around like evolving around me, and then Disney Quest not. Yeah, it is like a wild like experience. Even like look up just pictures of it on yeah. <laughs> on Google. Technology just, just like moves yeah. way too fast for something like that. Which because they're like massive like installations, like attractions. Yeah, yeah, no, and but well, the thing is, I remember they couldn't even like compete with like Dave and Buster's or anything because like yeah. they refused to like even keep up with their arcade, uh, which feels very uh, ironic considering the movie we're covering. Uh, yeah, because I feel like a lot of this movie also is about like I don't know. Um, I don't know, these, like, kind of, like, assets and, like, commodities that are, like, becoming dated and, like, shut down and uh, becoming, quote-unquote, irrelevant and staying uh, relevant to people. Like, that one line in the movie where it's, like, um, they call me, they call us retro, which I think is, like, a term for, like, old but cool. Yeah. Which is, like, interesting. Um, I think the movie, like, it kind of interesting, like, plays into that angle of, like, being disenfranchised but like 
in a way that's like not too depressing for kids yeah um not as like i think toy story does it like a little more nuanced but Mm -hmm. i still do appreciate like what this goes for in that regard at least it's also like interesting that um this came out like two years after tron legacy right um like for some reason like arcades were having a moment if i'm remembering correctly yeah and i would say even like to an extent that i don't think that trend ever like fully died like or at least like because i know there's like a lot of um there's a trend of like bars that are opening like arcade bars yeah there's been there's been a few in the city like in new york city for a few years um and I feel like, I don't know if, like, Barcade, like, franchise, or if, like, it's just other, like, people that are doing it. I know they were trying to, like, open one in my town. I don't think that happened. They were trying to open, like, Pinball or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, a fun thing. Like, I still go to, like, Dave and & Buster's, and obviously that's not the same, but, like, um, they just opened, like, a huge retro arcade in my mall, actually, like, to try and, like, they literally took over like an Abercrombie, like it's like a huge space, and it's like you pay like by the hour, and you just get like unlimited games. But it's like yeah, all I mean, like retro cabinets. That's so cool. Like I, I kind of this movie did kind of make me like want to go back to an arcade. Um, yeah. Because I don't think I've been to like a Dave and Buster's in like probably ten years. I think. Yeah. Um, I think like yeah, summer twenty twelve is like probably the last time I went to one. Um, even though twenty twelve. Yeah, I don't go to David Buss. I like I don't frequent. Um oh, I don't know. I, I there's also cool. I, I don't have nothing against it. I just yeah. haven't been. Yeah. Um, do you know about round one? It sounds very familiar. It's like a huge arcade that has a lot of like um like Japanese um like claw games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have like a lot of um like international like um different like arcade games and stuff like that like they have a few like american games but most of them are like japanese um games and it's a lot of fun but the the um like the claw games and like the ufo catchers or whatever they're called like those are so much fun and they always have like really good plushes in them yeah i was looking there. i guess they don't have around one yeah um it's like newer near me yeah yeah um well, they have like karaoke in the basement and stuff it's cool i forgot the name of the one that um i haven't even been to the one here it's like an arcade bar mm-hmm. um i know my friend zach was trying to get me to <laughs> go to it but i just haven't had the chance yet yeah um but the, i think it's called like love lop or some shit some shit like that it's on church yeah. street for anyone that's from Orlando. um uh i think yeah, i saw like I, a tiktok about that yeah, I yeah, I think it is getting like kind of trendy. Like I um I think is I know exactly where it is because I went to a uh stand up thing there not too long ago. Uh-huh. Um and uh, it was kind of like across ish like ar- around that area. And uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." Cuz they even have it like it's like a retro themed like from the outside too. Uh-huh. Um and there's like neon lights like pointing to it. It's it's really nice like um uh, and I've, I've seen like TikToks and like Instagram stuff from like the inside, and it looks cool. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I have nothing against it. I just haven't like, 
it, it's I'm in the middle ground where I find it cool, but I also don't have like the urge to go do it either. Yeah. Like I'm somewhere in the middle. Maybe if it, maybe if like downtown Orlando wasn't like so goddamn disgusting, or yeah. like I had like. <laughs> Like I don't know. I think that's really it. If 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 downtown Orlando wasn't so filthy, I would yeah. love to go. But um, the second it hits like six p.m., it's just like a bunch of like drunk belligerent, people. like drunk people, like yeah. who will like verbally assault you, and it's not worth it most of the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Love Orlando. Love Florida. But um. Yeah. No. Uh. I guess at some point, if they ever open up like a arcade place, like that's not in downtown. Um, I'd love to go. That's why I like going to uh, Marvel Superior Island. They have like a cool little arcade, or at least they used to. I don't know if it's still open. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of in the Marvel. I think it's somewhere between. It's somewhere near Spider Man. I know that. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember I used was... to love that one. Yeah. Something that was really cool was when I saw Licorice Pizza at um, Alamo Draft House. They had a um licorice pizza um pinball machine in the lobby and i saw that that was at a few different alamo draft houses and like some movie theaters like around the country i don't know if it was just like new york and la but i'm like where the fuck are those like who has the licorice pizza pinball machines and can i have one yeah did they just like get rid of them or like what i don't know i have no idea weird I um that is like something if I ever get like rich I think a pinball machine or like some kind of like arcade mm-hmm. game would be like the first thing I would buy. Yes. Um one of my friends he has a uh, like a retro like Simpsons game. Wait, uh, is like, it Hit and Run or whatever? Maybe. I have to look at it. I haven't like yeah. seen it in a long time. Like I went to his place like 3 years ago and mm-hmm. it was there. I want um, Austin Powers pinball in my house. <laughs> That I cannot think of a more Kira thing. Um, yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah. That and like uh, I feel like Tron would be like cool. Just for the aesthetic. Well like the like the pinball or like an actual like arcade thing? Like an actual arcade. Okay. Yeah, I've never Or just I like I, I don't know if they made that only for the movie. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of like completely no unresearched shit this episode. <laughs> but I feel like it'd be cool. I like the neon sign, like Flynn's Arcade, too. That's really cool. Yeah. I guess you're right. That This did kind of, like, have that moment with Tron. I, I kind of forgot, in retrospect, how close those movies are together. Mm-hmm. Like, in, like, date. Like, only, like, two years. You're right. Because um, mm-hmm. it, for some reason, Tron feels, like, way further away to me mm-hmm. than Record Ralph does. Um, but I, I guess it makes sense. And I feel like both and more so i'd say this are responsible for like the post like gamer movement of like gamer cinema like being you represented saying that and it's very funny I, I i want to be completely clear here that i'm being fully ironic but um i <laughs> yeah. there was um, a, uh, a quote in this where um i wrote it down the gamers could love her <laughs> <laughs> referring to like the kids in the arcade as the gamers it it the made gamers. me laugh yeah um this i i do like that this well i could probably i guess it could cover more bases uh-huh. i do respect the fact that it like at least in the three games that it goes to 
covers like re- they really are the three genders of gaming at least in this point in time um uh like the retro like at least arcade style you know it's mm-hmm. the arcade style like the pixelated 8-bit like wreck and ralph game um the first person shooter which is like there's like usually just like one of them at an arcade yeah especially like one like that in the movie where they can barely afford it but it's kind of like the main thing that keeps kids coming yeah. there and then there's like the fucking candy crush game um yeah. which is just like they're all three very accurate to like what you would find in an arcade and i find that very funny i feel and, like it's like different eras too yeah like i feel like the first person shooter is very 2000s yeah, Uh-oh. and this movie came out in like when Candy Crush was like at the top of its like popularity too. Yeah, um, very like Mario Kart, like Kawaii, like you know that like the yeah. girls on TikTok would be all over it right now. Yeah, yeah, and you can even tell that like through the way that like Vanellope and those like other uh, characters are like designed, like their hair and their like their voices, like they they have like a very you're right, like Kawaii. Oh God, I haven't even thought about the word kawaii in like seven years but um <laughs> gee, yeah you should be but i <laughs> um I but no you're right it, that's so completely on point and uh now that i'm remembering it i'm pretty sure those scene kids i mentioned before they went as these characters for halloween that's um, pretty cool honestly um i mean it was pretty cringe when they did it it would be a cute group was... costume i think um yeah no i i'm happy for them i guess i don't know um i (laughs) um yeah i don't know like i i guess you're right like it it does have that kind of aesthetic to it and Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying like it feels very cuspy in that way where it feels very uh 2000s in the way like it portrays like uh like especially like jane lynch's character like with her tragic backstory yeah and the way it like parodies that and also just like the tropes of first person shooter games mm-hmm. i think is like very creative and like genuinely pretty funny mm-hmm. and the way like when you like mix all these tropes together you just kind of like get this i don't know this big mishmash of like i don't know like breaking the fourth wall and all that i think it's like really amusing um like i genuinely kind of forgot how funny this movie is like even like you know, like visual gags, like the cops being donuts, yeah. or like, um, you know, I there's like a lot of like really good bits in this movie that I loved um, the little like candy pieces in the audience. I think those were really cute. Yeah, I almost screamed when he starts like fucking like throwing them. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Like I forgot how like, also, violent. <laughs> Sour Bill is so fucking funny. Sour Bill. Sour Bill. Oh. He gave him the sock, literally. <laughs> Yeah, I so um I was watching this with Victoria last night. She's never seen mm-hmm. it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh there's a few parts where she like eyed me. Like cuz like there are some sus parts and that's one of them like where mm-hmm. he like completely gobbles him. It like, was like how many licks does it take to get to your seat? Yeah, yeah, that's the part where she like looked, she like just turned to me and like gave me an eye and then like looked back at this. <laughs> um I <laughs> Yeah, but also there's like a lot of um she like Jane Lynch says that's like kind of like suspicious. It's like uh I think she calls someone like pussy wallops at one point. Yeah, and she says, What are you thick? And I was like, Huh? <laughs> like I <laughs> <laughs> No, the thing is the the whole movie, it doesn't feel like 
it's um unintentionally funny but it does feel like they kind of got away with things yeah in hindsight that i don't know if i can imagine today's disney doing especially because ralph breaks internet from what i understand from what i remember about it rather is that i remember thinking it was like okay it was just like first of all step down from the first movie yeah also it wasn't maybe this is the big detriment it wasn't as funny Mm-hmm. Like it's humor wasn't as like, whereas I feel like Ralph Brick's dinner or Brick and Ralph was like really funny, even if, because I would say like I'm a moderate gamer, like I I game here and there, like I dabble, but like do yeah. I like have I played like every Sonic game ever? Have I played like every Resident Evil or first person? Like no, you know I yeah. like I have a Nintendo Switch, I have like three games on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Listen, like I just started Resident Evil, and I started at like midnight. Yeah, and I didn't realize that if you die, you have to like start the game over. And the second that happened, I was like, "I'm not fucking playing this." <laughs> <laughs> I still have yet to get into it. Honestly, respect for not giving them the satisfaction. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So like, I mean, I'm not like terribly, you know, in the know of like video games, but I feel like this movie does a good job of like. It has deep cuts, I feel like, but also, like, enough, like, standard humor for, mm-hmm. like, people that aren't, like, super... I don't know. That's the thing about the second movie is that it feels very, like... I wouldn't say, like, deep cut, but, mm-hmm. like, I feel like to even, like, really give a shit about the humor, you have to be, like, online. Which, it's hard to, like, find anyone that's not online. Yeah. But there's only so many people that give a shit about, like, Twitter humor or, like, the idea of, like, the irony of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many like iPad babies that have no fucking clue, or like suburban moms that like don't, they, they see no irony in this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But that's the good thing about the first movie is that, um, like I I distinctly remember my mom finding the first movie like very funny. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I didn't understand this joke, but that scene where he like goes to the bar and it's Tapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't know what the fuck Tapper is, but she laughed. Like apparently yeah. it's a game that she grew up with at an arcade. You know. So, like, I don't know, I think this movie does a good job of, like, balancing, like, self-aware humor, actually just, like, really funny, clever jokes, um, like, lower denominator jokes for kids. It kind of has everything. Like, I was kind of really, that's the thing I was most impressed by Mm -hmm. on this viewing, was, like, how it really balances all that shit really well. And um, especially, like, watching it with Victoria, who's never seen it, she said, like, halfway through, she was like, this is the wildest movie I've seen in a while. Because, mm-hmm. like, at the, like, 45-minute mark, you kind of, like, forget, like, how rapidly paced it is and, like, mm-hmm. how a lot of it is, like, borderline, Pretty, like, like chaotic. It's very chaotic. Um, I think I underestimated that when I was, like, showing it to her. Because yeah. she said after it was over, she was like, I think, I don't know what I thought this movie was, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that. Yeah. Um, I think she really liked it, but it wasn't, like, I, I, I forgot that it is kind of, like, a, kind of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to take in at first. It's also, like, a little bit scary, I feel like. I feel like if I were younger, I would be, like, scared of glitches. Mm. I feel like it's just a very, like, threatening... Well, like, see, that's just your ignorance talking. <laughs> that's just your ignorance. You know what I mean? Uh... Like, the action of... Especially, like, the villain at the end. Like, sorry, spoilers for a ten-year-old movie. Um, yeah, that you're listening to a podcast for. <laughs> yeah uh it's like i don't know the um the what's his name king candy 
yeah. the reveal that he's like turbo mm-hmm. and he's like glitching and he just turns into like a demon. <laughs> it is pretty creepy. Um yeah, no, it is. And like also like just like the little bugs in the first like um the first person shooter scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's all it, it, I could see where a kid would be like kind of unsettled by it, but I don't know. I don't think I guess the since they've got a sequel and I don't remember uh what's it, what's the fucking site called? The one we always clown on, the the parental guidance one. Oh, um, Common Sense Media. Common Sense Media, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't recall them having too much of a uh meltdown about it. So I think at the end of the day it was fine. Um mm-hmm. I but no, I get where you're coming from. I was even thinking that, yeah, like when he turns he turns into like a bug demon guy at the end and like flies away with him. Yeah. Um it is pretty creepy. Um, even just like the imagery of like seeing that like world destroyed, I feel like is kind of um, I don't know. I feel like it's unsettling. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's all really balanced because like a, I think the heart of this movie is like really, I think it works a lot. Like it, um, there's a really just like undeniable like core heart of this movie. Uh-huh. that I've always, like, really loved. You know, just, like, the... Even, like, you know, on the the Ralph side of it, like, the... I don't know, like, everything with him and, like, trying to break free of, like, your labels and, like, what you're defined as and the kind of the box that you're put into mm-hmm. and uh, wanting to be known for more than that and, like, stereotypes and all that. Um, but I also think, like, the Vanellope thing about, like, the glitch and... Um, you know, I because I think they even like refer to it as like dyslexia at one point mm-hmm. or something. Like they call it like glitch, like like they do like wordplay for it. I can't remember what exactly yeah. what they say, but you know the way they like kind of like equate that to something like that, and then they use it as like an advantage, not a disadvantage. By the end, yeah, I think is like, and the way they, and the way that like you know Ralph and Valpy like kind of both like, yeah understand each other and find like friendship and being misunderstood i think is like really i don't know like it's just really sweet and it's something that i i, I always knew it was there but like upon rewatching it last night i was like oh this just like it really works yeah also the idea of like having to like get something under control mm-hmm. um and like she's able to like find ways to um like you said like use it to her advantage and um you know like she's like ostracized for this thing that she can't control and uh, like she just gets like so down on herself because she's not able to and everyone expects her to i think that's a good yeah thing to include i guess and like rather than like overcoming like oh i don't glitch anymore like it's like that's just part of her character Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good uh, inclusion in the story. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, I that's just like a really because like that's like such a like disappointing like angle if they don't like if they go through with like the she's cured of glitching or like mm-hmm. um because honestly like I I remembered most of this movie but I think I forgot a lot about like Vanellope side of it like mm-hmm. I forgot about the glitch part of it and I forgot about like the fact that she uses it as an advantage. So, like, I guess that's why it, like, hit me again. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's, like, a really, like, narratively 
uncharacteristically like satisfying like thing to mm-hmm. watch. Um, and I think the movie just does a really good job of like, and I think honestly better than a lot of other Disney movies of like building that up in a way where it doesn't feel like, I don't know if obvious is the right word, but because I feel like a lot of, I really liked Encanto a lot, mm-hmm. but the thing about Encanto with me, and it could be applied to like Frozen or whatever too, mm-hmm. but like I could see like the Disney blueprint, yeah, that entire movie, and it's a very good movie. I'm not discounting it, um, but like you can see like this is Act One, Act Two, Act Three. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell that if you've seen any Disney movie ever, you can see the twist coming from a mile away about mm-hmm. who Mirabella is actually like seeing in the vision. Uh, you know, like there's just so much of that movie that is just so like I feel like orchestrated, mm-hmm. and that's fine because I think you can still make a good movie out of you know that. But yeah. there's something about this where I feel like it, while it isn't afraid to like use tropes, it mm-hmm. does it in its own way and style to where it feels refreshing. And I really like respect that. And I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, there's so much, like, I always knew I liked this movie, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize how much I like respected it as like a Disney movie until last night when I was like, oh, this is actually kind of like subversive and I find a way, but it's not like too different. Yeah. I feel like Disney animation is such a weird like subset of Disney because I feel like for a while, like it was only really Pixar putting out Disney yeah. animated movies. Because um, you just kind of yeah. like expect like one Pixar movie a year or like two Pixar mm. movies a year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then like upcoming like Strange World or whatever is Disney. I have like zero interest in that. I feel like am I the only one? <laughs> Um, I'm not like super excited about it, but I felt mm-hmm. like I feel the same way about all of them nowadays. Like I, I honestly don't remember the last time I was excited for a Disney movie. Like I, mm-hmm. because I, but I always like just go to it with the idea of like, oh, it'll probably be good, mm-hmm. and it usually is. It's usually I don't remember the last time I thought a Disney movie was like bad, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't, I don't think there has been in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like in Kanto, I had like literally zero expectations for. Yeah. Walked into it, I was like, hey, that was a good movie. Uh, Moana, I had like nothing. I had like nothing preconceived about it. Yeah. Fucking loved Moana. Uh, so I think Strange World is going to end up in that same category where I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to market those movies now. Yeah. It's a weird um, trailer, definitely, for it. Um, I'm kind of hoping on... that it's like an Atlantis type yes. situation. 100%. And honestly, yeah. that's the vibe I'm kind of getting is that like it's. The reason the trailers are so weird, I think that gives me confidence that it's like a different movie and Mm -hmm. it's almost unmarketable because it's actually good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping that's the case because I don't know. It's always good to see a good Disney movie in November. Um, But but yeah, I don't know. I as I mean, because this was around the time of, um, what, Tangled, I think it was coming around this time. It was right before Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, like, I always refer to this and Tangled as, like, my favorites of, like, the CG Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Tangled might have the upper hand for me because I think, I don't know why I like Tangled so much. We'll definitely cover it, I'm sure, on the pod one day. Mm-hmm. But Tangled is just, like, a really fucking good movie. Oh, it's like, fantastic, yeah. 
it's so fun. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, that's like a movie that I don't think. And even like if you like put it next to their hand drawn stuff, I think it, you know, it measures up pretty well to those movies too. Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that the first CG princess they ever did? Mm. I think so. Perhaps. Because yeah. Tiana was before that, yeah. and yeah. I don't I recall. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I would say like. This is like right alongside like Tangled. I'd put it like on par with like Big Hero Six or something, which I also really like. Oh yeah, um, that's good too. Yeah, so maybe um, yeah, Disney animation is good actually. It is good. Yeah, I like forget about all these things. <laughs> well, like I, I'm very like I have like no hot takes when it comes to like Disney animation, mm-hmm. and it's not even because I'm like a shill for them because I don't think I am. Like, mm-hmm. I I can go, like, many years just giving all of them, like, 7 out of 10s. Uh-huh. But, like, I do think they are very consistent. Because, like, I even think Frozen and Frozen 2, while I don't, like, personally have any, like, affinity for them, mm-hmm. I think they're, like, good movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm watching them and I'm like, yeah, this is, like, well made. The songs are well composed. Like, the animation is fucking gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. there's just, like, even the ones I don't really feel anything for, I'm still like, yeah, good, you know? You know, and that's, and I, I do think DreamWorks is in an interesting predict, like placement where they like, I don't know, they can like experiment and uh-huh. they can make really great movies or really shitty movies. But I guess that's one thing you can say about Disney is like they might take less risks, but they're always, but they're still like more consistent with quality. Uh-huh. So I guess take that as you will. I don't know. It just depends. Like I would say the How to Train Your Dragon series is better than like a lot of Disney movies. For yeah. the past 10 years but on the flip side they've also had like two boss baby movies and like i don't know the spirit sequel that no one saw <laughs> yeah um i don't even remember what else has been because I, I didn't see the boss baby and i didn't see uh yeah i've never seen any of the boss babies I think I saw the first one, like, really stoned, but I don't, I definitely did not see the second one. Wow. Um, if I saw the first one, it was, like, at home, and I was, like, smoking with friends, but mm-hmm. um, the second one, I do not, I did not see. I think I got, like, five minutes into it on Peacock, and I was, like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, get this baby away from me. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, also, uh, before we go, I will say the voice cast for this is really good. Because like, I, oh yeah, I think John C. Riley as Ralph is like, I, I don't know if I should say like inspired casting, but it just like really like fits. Like, yeah, it like so firmly fits that character. Like his voice, like he is such a he has such a distinct voice in general. But the way it matches Ralph as a character is, like, really impressive. And he gives a really good vocal performance here. Like, it, it, you know, there's a lot of emotion behind it. And, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like ever since, you know, post-Shrek animated movies, you know, the whole, like, I don't know. Celebrities. Yeah, the celebrity of it yeah. all. Like, that, and, I you know, they like... can even... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with this movie, like they do that, but also it's just like actually good casting for each character. 
Well, I'm I was looking at the cast list for it, and I don't. There's not like a lot of like heavy hitter like a-listers mm-hmm. now granted i can't tell you how many of them are like you know voice actors in general mm-hmm. but like really the only like a-list people are like i don't know if i would call alan tudyk a-list mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't personally nothing against him just, i just don't think he like sells tickets i'd say like john c Riley, sarah silverman i guess jack mcbrayer like the the main like the like the core four or five characters in the movie are but mm-hmm. everyone else seemed to be like you know at least not like a big you know a-list ensemble which i kind of respect um yeah i think everyone else in the movie is pretty good um no one like really excels at their voice mm-hmm. it's just i guess sarah silverman does have that kind of like little baby pitchy. voice yeah so <laughs> yeah. she like fits through all well um yeah. uh but it's really John C. Riley that I wanted to compliment because he just, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't quite put it. I was going to, I was going to compare him to like Jeannie and Robin mm-hmm. Williams, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But he is really fucking good. Uh, maybe that's just me. Like in my John C. Riley bias. I, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a guy, what a man. Yeah. Comforting. Um, just a very nice he has a good mark Marin episode uh oh yeah i haven't i haven't listened to that i don't think he's it's very yeah. insightful yeah. he he has a great like view of like hollywood and he talks about like paul thomas anderson a lot and mm. um how he tries to like balance bigger movies with like you know art and it's it's a very good episode uh yeah. so this is this is a John C. Riley pod now. We're going to only cover <laughs> John C. Riley movies from this point. Yeah. Yeah. So next week's Magnolia. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like he was also like, not as much as like a Jack Black, but I feel like he appeared in a lot of like zonial like movies here and there. And then he kind of like really popped off when we were both older. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at his resume now, like, he, because I remember he was in Ricky Bobby. Mm-hmm. Step Brothers was very pivotal. Wow, that's four stupid. Minutes ago, Disney Animation tweeted "Happy 10th Anniversary" to Wreck-It Ralph. See, I I'm they're a marketing genius. Yeah, I'm a marketing them. genius. I I I timed this perfectly. <laughs> um, that stupid movie. I um I think I brought it up on the pod at some point in the past. The Vampire's Assistant. Mm-hmm. Cirque du Freak. So, yeah. 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 Um weird fucking movie if you want to have your head spin read the cast list for that movie like it has like john c Riley. hold on let me let me look at the cast list real quick john c Riley, josh hutcherson salma hayek Bray stevenson ken watanabe uh-huh. willem dafoe <laughs> like uh jen krakowski uh-huh. like what a weird fucking cast for like a ya movie um I cannot tell you if it's actually good or not. Mm-hmm. I saw it once in theaters, uh, much to my mom's dismay. She was not happy with me <laughs> leaving. Um, but I do remember John C. Riley chewing the scenery. So maybe in a future Spooktober, we'll cover it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a weird one. Yeah, I remember um, the book cover kind of scared me, but I definitely read it and had it. 
the the books are very violent i read all of them uh they're very violent and dark and the mm-hmm. movie goes for a very um the best way i could describe it is like, it's almost like the percy jackson effect where I, per, the percy jackson books are both light and dark like it has a balance yeah i guess this is more like this really goes for like a comedy angle with like horror elements but it downplays it all with comedy the yeah. books are just like straight like I would say, like, straight horror, because there is, like, humor laced in and out, but, like, it's hard to explain. It's just, you just kind of, like, read them and see the movie. But the movie is, like, a total, like, it's, it's like, a PG, like, Nickelodeon movie. It's, it's not at all what you'd read. Um, so, but maybe we can cover it one day. Who knows? Um, I don't know. Any, any final thoughts on Wreck-It Ralph? Um, I mean... I like the aesthetic of each individual game. I wish we saw different games, like more games. Um, I like how the little characters move, like the 8-bit characters on Fixit Felix. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's sweet. It's a good movie. Like candy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I did like that in like the um it's very brief, but in that um the tapper scene where he goes to the bar and like he's like moving it like with like yeah. each pixel. Yeah. Um even like the pixelated like drinks and um Yeah. And like also like when he's like going through like the closet, like there's like the um the you know, like the Mario mushroom or like the uh the notification sign. Like there's mm-hmm. just like little like video game details that I like really like. I like this when movie. he's holding the uh the cherries from uh <laughs> from pac-man did any like random video game memories like get unlocked in your brain from watching this um because I'll... yeah well okay we'll say real quick about that pac-man bit i love that like after the group therapy scene which is probably the best scene in the movie it's really fucking oh. funny um it like zooms out to pac-man and you realize that the group therapy took place in the little center of the pac-man game yeah that's such a funny visual gag and then like you said like him grabbing the cherry in the 8-bit and like running out was so funny um uh did any i guess um honestly i i have to think about it because i feel like a lot of this is like games that were before my time yeah. Um. I did kind of reference that, like, I got not necessarily nostalgia, but I remembered like those like corny ass first person shooter games. Mm-hmm. You'd see like even like Chuck E. Cheese has them now, or like Dave and Buster's. You know, like yeah. they have like some first person shooter game. Yeah. Like it's like a trademark. For me, so I it that was, was um, Qbert. I had Qbert on um, PlayStation One. Um. See. Okay. I never played Qbert when i was a kid but oh. you know what i know qbert from what that awful pixels. adam pixels yes have you seen <laughs> that movie no josh gad gets qbert pregnant okay no and the post credits in that movie is him coming home from work uh-huh. and there's qbert babies absolutely not he fucks qbert guys That's um horrible yeah, I I'm not making this up. For anyone that doesn't believe me, just search Qbert Pixels um mm-hmm. and you'll find it. There's I am that movie is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life and mm-hmm. uh I think it's partially due to that. Um 
So I'm sorry to ruin the everyone's knowledge of Qbert, uh, but I, I blame Josh Gad personally. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Frogger. They they reference Frogger at yeah. a certain point. I used to play Frogger on PlayStation One. Frogger's uh, fun. Yeah. Frogger is really fun. Um, there's well, there's like a it's not this it's not Frogger but on um Apple I don't know if it's like on Android too or anything but I play it it's weird I play it on my Apple TV uh-huh. um it's called um oh god what's it called it's like a chicken game it's like a chicken crossing the road <laughs> game but it's like um, Frogger it's literally like Frogger but it's like why did the chicken cross the road but it's like so expansive uh like you go over like many different highways it's like never ending. There's there's not levels. You just keep going. You see how far you can get. That's terrible. And after like each highway, like the traffic gets faster, or you have to go over train tracks, or like lily pad sink, or you have to like jump onto like um, uh, like moving logs. Someone please tell me what the name of this game is, because I I used to play it all the time. <laughs> mm. Um, it came in. I'm pretty sure I got like I. Yeah, that's probably all it's called. I remember <laughs> I I got my like Apple TV used and it came like pre-installed on there and I just played it like for I remember one night like five hours straight. Mm-hmm. Like a madman. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, no. Otherwise, uh it's good movie. Uh yep. very sweet, very wholesome, ten years old, which is crazy. Um, but it's definitely like worth revisiting if you haven't seen it in a while. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a really nice and cozy watch. Uh, also moves very fast, as I forgot last night. Uh, it's kind of like as soon as you like get into the groove of it, it's already like at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's a very easy, nice watch. So um, yeah, yeah, I approve. It's mm-hmm. uh, good. Uh, yeah, but I guess you can follow me on what Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Why not? Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. Uh, my other podcast, Aggressively Okay, which uh, I host with Joey. Um, and my website, aggressivelyokay.com, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got plenty of movies uh, that we're seeing here lately. And we got reviews on the site for. Um, like, I, th- I think we're seeing Black Panther and Bones and all and all that good stuff in the next nice. week. Last Sonya next week, too. Uh, awesome. so we'll have reviews for all that coming up and uh yeah check that out cool you can follow me on twitter at uh garlic emoji <laughs> you can follow me uh you can follow us on twitter at selenial canon on instagram at the selenial canon um rate and review us and yeah yeah all right keep wrecking it guys Bye.